personnel files can help employers document employment decisions as well as meet requirements to comply with certain record-keeping laws. For these and other reasons, you should maintain a personnel file for each employee. Welcome to HRpreneur, a podcast by ADP. This is Jim Duffy. Today we'll talk about record-keeping with Merrill Gutterman. Merrill works as counsel here at ADP. As always, Merrill, thanks so much for joining me. Hi, Jim. Thanks for having me today. So let's start with a high-level question. What should be kept in a personnel file? So employers should keep all job-related documentation. Um, This includes hiring records, any records that relate to promotion or demotion or transfer or layoff or termination. Um, They should keep records that relate to the status of the employee as exempt or non-exempt, any records that relate to the rate of pay and salary history, all training records, um, employee handbook acknowledgments, all records that relate to performance reviews, and anything that's related to disciplinary actions as well. Um, With all that said, keep in mind that there are some states that have specific requirements for what has to go into a personnel file. So make sure you're checking with your state law as well. So to make sure you're complying with those state laws. Very good. And so let's look at this from the other end of the spectrum. What documents should not be in a personnel file? Great question. So any information that reflects an employee's membership in a protected group should be kept in a separate confidential file. Um, For example, anything that has information about an employee's voluntary self-identification of their gender or ethnicity or race or documentation that relates to their status as a veteran or if they are an individual with a disability, all of that should be kept separately. Um, Also, any documentation that relates to an employee's health or medical condition, and that would include any doctor's notes, any medical certification forms, um, drug test results, or any documentation that talks about an accommodation or a leave request that could be based on an employee's injury or a disability, all of that should be kept in a separate confidential file. Um, And then also I-9 forms that the employer has to maintain and supporting identity and work authorization documents, those should all be stored together in one file um, separately, and that also helps if you need to produce them following an official request, you'll have them all in one place. Um, And then if you have to conduct a workplace investigation, anything that would go into that investigation, such as written statements or interview notes or the final investigation report, all of those documents, they should be kept in a separate workplace investigation file that's separate and apart from the personnel file as well. Very good. Uh, So who should have access to personnel files? Ideally, it's the individual that's responsible for maintaining employee records. They should be the one and the only individual that has access, such as your HR supervisor, um, HR personnel. Um, There are certain situations when a manager may need to know an employee's performance or their disciplinary history or their training history. Um, And if that's the case, then you should have your managers have access to those records on a need-to-know basis but they shouldn't have any access to an employee's confidential file, um, including any information that might be protected by federal, state, or local law. So it's, it's important to control access to employee records and to make sure that there's a legitimate job-related reason to have access to the requested information. So can an employee view their own personnel file? 
Well, several states have enacted laws that require employers to grant employees access to their own personnel file upon request. But absent a requirement, the employer can decide whether they're going to grant an employee's access to their files, but the employer just needs to be consistent in whatever their policy is. So if you permit one employee to view records, then you want to make sure you're allowing all of your employees to review their records based on similar conditions. Um, and then if you do so, I think it's important to make sure you're keeping accurate documentation of when your employee is requesting and when they do have access to their files. So what about former employees? Can they view their old personnel file? Yes. So most states that entitle employees to access their personnel records also give that same right to former employees. Interesting. So how should employers go about providing access to a personnel file? State rules vary, um, but they typically require employers to provide employees an opportunity to inspect their file and get copies upon request. Um, and if you do grant your employee a copy, then you're allowed to charge for the cost of reproducing that record. Um, also, some states expressly allow employers to have a witness present when employees inspect their personnel files. And if there's no ban on that, it really is a best practice to have that witness present. So employers should, again, review their state law carefully to make sure that they're complying with all of their rights and responsibilities. All right. So do employers have to notify employees when they place information in the personnel file? There are a few states that require an employer to notify an employee whenever there's negative information placed in a personnel file. Um, Massachusetts, for example, requires employers to notify an employee within 10 days of adding any information that's been used or that could be used to negatively affect the employee's qualification for a job, for a promotion, a transfer, or for additional compensation, um, or the possibility that the employee would be subject to disciplinary action. So what's the best way to store employee records? Record-keeping laws typically permit employers to store records electronically, and if you choose electronic storage, you just want to make sure that your system has all the controls in place to protect the integrity, the accuracy, and the security of the records, and you have all the encryption in there that you need. Um, depending on the type of record, electronic storage may be subject to specific federal and state security rules, so make sure you check those out as well. Um, if you're keeping paper records in a file cabinet, then you want to make sure that your cabinet is locked and in a secure location. All right. So how long should personnel files be retained? Well, there are a number of laws um, that go into figuring out how long to hold on to records. Um, and a number of these laws have minimum retention periods um, that you need to comply with. So, for example, the EEOC has regulations that generally require that employers keep all employment records for one year, um, but employers may want to keep them for the duration of the employee's employment, which is a good idea. Um, if the employee is involuntarily terminated, then the employer has to hold on to those records for one year from the date of termination. Um, if there's a discrimination complaint, then you have to hold on to those records until there's a disposition of the matter, a final disposition of the matter, I should be clear. Um, Another example is the FLSA, and that requires that employers maintain payroll records for at least three years and four years for federal tax purposes. Um, and then there's OSHA, and OSHA requires certain employers to hold on to records that relate to work-related injuries. Um, OSHA logs have to be maintained for a period of five years following the 
year for which they relate. Um, and then there are some OSHA regulations that have extensive record-keeping requirements, um, like the requirement that you hold on to medical records that relate to exposure to a toxic substance for at least 30 years. There's a lot that goes into federal record retention and the requirements that relate to record-keeping. And if you are a run powered by ADP client, you can download a record retention chart from the HR 411 section of RUN, and that can help guide you on your record-keeping requirements. Excellent. That's helpful. Uh, and at what point can employers shred personnel files? So at the end of the retention period, employers can and should dispose of employee records so that they can't be read or reconstructed. And this could mean shredding paper files, um, and it also means adequately removing electronic files from your system. Terrific. Thank you, Meryl, for sharing guidance about which records must be kept, for how long they should be kept, and where. And I'd like to thank you all for listening to HRpreneur. Thanks again for joining us. Be well.